Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. My phone says we've got Snowzilla coming up here Friday. <laughs> Friday too? I know you haven't I, seen I, Friday? Well, I said, I, well, I actually said Saturday and Sunday. Oh, Friday. So we're getting we're Friday late. You, you ready for this? Is what my phone says. 10.7 inches on Friday. Nice. And 2.6 more overnight in the early morning hours of Saturday. That's a big one. Cool. Now, thankfully, Tuesday, it's going to snow in the morning, rain for about six hours. Snow again a little bit. And then bit. snow again. Yeah. But that'll be pretty slushy. But this 12 inches we're going to get this weekend. Oh, Nelly. Yeah. Fun. No, oh, Nelly, Nelly, no, Nelly, no, boo. No, no, oh, no. Nelly. She's coming excited? for you. Yeah, I love Does- snow. Does it feel like Alaska? Well, what I love is uh, <laughs> what I, I. The reason I love snow is that gray is tolerable when there's reflection on the ground. Okay, it's true. But gray without snow, yeah, it's bad. It, you might as well live in Portland, Oregon. The only thing I'm kind of like bummed about is that the snow isn't coming on like a day when I have to do something I don't want to do, like. Oh, you know, so, okay. So, sorry, I can't go to that. So that thing. meeting with me, you still have to come to. <laughs> exactly. Even though you were hoping nice. on Thursday that that big confab we have. Yeah. Sorry, Carl. Can't. We got twelve inches of snow. It's just not going to work. Twelve inches of snow though shouldn't slow you down even here. I mean, twelve inches that, of snow shouldn't yes. slow you down. That's a oh, foot. Guys, it's a foot of snow. That's a lot of snow in one day. Speaking of snow, they're setting records in Anchorage, Alaska this winter. Oh really? Yeah. They had. They had before. The end of the year, they had 74 inches. Really? Oh, man. Oh, wow. That's over six feet. Yeah. Yeah. And they had 74 inches, and yesterday it's snowing again. Wow. That's crazy. The The city of Anchorage has used up half their snow removal budget before the year was no. over, and the snow really comes in Jan, February, oh, yeah. March. Oh, yeah. It's always worse wow. in the early months of the next year. Well, I'm I'm ready for all of Chicago to start acting like we've not seen snow. That's the funny thing is that we live in Chicago, but n- without fail, the first kind of big one, everybody's at the grocery store like, oh, we got a big one coming, loading up on stuff. It's the best. Okay, I'm probably okay. doing the same thing, but it's just funny to me. Oh, it's I'm, so good. I'm we a, act I'm real gonna brand call, new. I'm going to call for some integrity on something here right now. What's that? Okay. Our boom crew, they are people that are filled with integrity. They love to tell the truth. Sure. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah, because we got a bunch of radically committed disciples of Christ. If you're new listening here, welcome. Good to have you aboard. Allie's crazy. I'm normal. There we go. <laughs> That's fairly accurate. So here's what I want you to do. If you're genuinely a bad driver on snow. Oh, wow. And you want to admit it. That's a good question. On air, I will give you a Carlin Crew prize pack. If Someone you are, who says they're a, who admits yeah, they're a bad Yeah, just admit driver. it. Don't make it up, but you're bad and you know it, and you're willing to admit it. Just in snow? Just on snow. You're okay. a bad driver on snow. 312-274-9624. Just call right now. I'd love to talk to you. And it's there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No, not at I mean, all. None. But, boy, I'd love to give you a Carlin <laughs> Crew prize pack. 
Wow. Because it's a terrifying thing to not know how to drive on snow. We won't have you drive to pick it up either. We'll send it to you. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Always helpful. That was funny. Here to help. very funny. I'm here to help. 312-274-9624. If you're a genuinely bad driver on snow, I want to give you a Carlin Crew prize pack. Something to huddle up with around the fireplace while the snow's falling and you don't feel compelled to go out on the streets. Just give me a call. I don't have any call. I don't, no, the phones are silent right now. There's 10 lines available. 312-274-9624. I, don't you love it when people can admit things that they just don't do well yeah, at? Yeah, I, I, I'm curious if any in our group would say they're bad on snow. My wife keeps asking mm. me, Bub, are you going to jump out of a plane before you leave this earth? And I said, no. Babe, I'm not doing it. My wife, she'd jump out of a plane all day long. Yeah. Oh, boy. She's got so no cool. problem with that. You would too, wouldn't you, Super Yes, guy? I would. I think it'd be really cool. Crazy. Young Thunder, would you jump out of a perfectly good plane? I have gone back and with forth on it. a over your head? Yeah. So I had the chance. My dad made a deal with all of my brothers and me saying, hey, when you turn 18, if you decide you want to go skydiving, I'll go with you. And did any of them take him up? One of my brothers went up on it. The rest of us did not. I kind of went back and forth. And then when I was 18, I was like, it kind of feels like I'm going to die if I go up there. So I'm not going to do that. I feel like I've got a lot to live for right now. (laughs) You know what? I haven't died. So it seems like it was a good decision to not go. So I'm still alive. I'm happy. It's funny. (laughs) So we don't have any calls coming in. So I'm going to up the ante. If you're a wife and your husband's a bad driver on snow, you could, no, I'm kidding. I'm not doing no. that. Yeah, probably not a good idea. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, I'd like to uh, confess yeah. that my husband doesn't know how to drive on snow. How's that conversation? Where's my prize bag? Yeah. I want a prize bag today, honey. What did, well, what'd you do? What'd you well, do? let me I explain. confess that you stink. I know. So yeah, good. let's not be doing that. All right, but anyone who's a bad driver on snow and willing to admit it, you can't make it up just to get a Carlin Crew prize back. Mm. You can't be like Mario Andretti on snow and then call in and say you can't do it. 312-274-9624. You get a Carlin Crew prize back just by going, I admit it, I'm not good at this. That was Allie's idea. She was thinking it nice. anyway. Okay. It's Carlin Crew Mornings. We're talking resolutions today. Get your name in the hat. We're going to pull it out and maybe give you a book. we got a lot of books we're giving out this month. Yes. I going to say this week, but this month. The whole month of January, we're giving out copies of Carl's book, The Seven Resolutions Where Self-Help Ends, God's Power Begins. If you want to be entered in to win the online giveaway portion of this, just text the word NEW so you can get the entry form NEW to 312-274-9624. Got a really cool story coming up. Got invited out to Compass Church on Saturday morning. Story straight ahead. Waking you up with adrenaline and Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. A couple of you I want to acknowledge here, 9522 and 1583, surrendering your life to Jesus here in the last 20, 30 minutes. Praise God, man. Grateful for what God's doing in your life. It's so cool. We um, sent out an auto response to you. Just open that enclosure up, take a look at it, and Godspeed to you. He who began this work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He's at work. Praising God for that. Oh, we got a brave soul calling in here. Juliana, first-time caller right here in Chicago. How you doing, Juliana? Good. How are you? Doing great. 
Your husband Amazing. didn't put you up to this, did he? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so you, no, no, no. You're not a good driver on snow, Juliana. No, not it, not at all. I get nervous, but listening to you guys all the time is what helps me, you know, oh, be patient and just, you know. That's great. Now, I, 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 I want to give you permission, Juliana. On uh-huh. Tuesday and Friday, okay. you okay. can stay at home, chill out, and you. <laughs> And I just, I just want you to know it's going to be snowy out there, oh. Juliana. So you just oh, take, take it real easy. Do you have chains uh. for your car? Do you have chains? Yes. You do have chains. Really? Boy, you're all equipped. I like it. By the way, they've got new chain thingies. Have you seen this where you go uh-huh. through the wheel of your car uh-huh. and you put like zip tie cleats on? No. So you can put zip ties on these things because huh. putting on chains can be tough. It's a yeah. big job. It's a big job. It's hard to do. Big job. You ever put on chains, mm-hmm. Juliana? No, 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 no. Not on my car. Okay. I'll need that then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juliana, Tuesday and Friday, you stay at home. You snuggle up with a good book. We might even have one in the Carlin Crew Prize Pack, but we're going to send one out to you. Thanks for being a good sport. You're a super trooper, Juliana. First time hey, caller. Way to go. Way to go. Godspeed. We appreciate you. Thanks for calling in. So this whole chains on cars thing, is this something you do here? You can. Well, I, th- I mean, not here. I think I haven't well, seen. I remember chains have I seen back, in, back in the day. Yeah. But I, I haven't since I've been in Chicago. I don't think I've seen but a few pairs of chains. No. On it's cars. Been a long time. If you got, especially sure. if you got like all wheel drive or something, you're fine. Okay. Around I just here? want to make sure there wasn't something I was. I'm I'm fine. I don't know like, if I've you're lived fine. here a long time. I've never done that. <laughs> you ever put chains on a car at all? No. No. I've never even changed my own oil though. So. Well, that's okay. I mean, yeah, that, no, and, my dad was so disappointed in me the first time. <laughs> my dad very rarely got disappointed in me when, when I told him I went and took my car in to get the oil changed. Oh, he was disappointed? Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, listen, we didn't take a car in for nothing. Really? Ever. Let alone the I oil mean, change, I mean, nothing. Right? Let alone an oil change. Yeah. Oops. He yeah. said, you're going to probably go in and have him bleed your brakes, too, huh? I said, I probably, Dad. It's a new day. <laughs> no, I I try to avoid. I, I, I get nervous. I don't trust myself with checking stuff on cars. Even if I, like, know how to do it, I don't trust myself. So it, <laughs> if I'm going on a trip, <laughs> you want to know what I do when I go on trips? <laughs> yes. Like, okay. Yes, I do. I don't know if I do. I, I don't know if I, I can take this this morning. I do. So I will pull up to, like, one of those auto shops and I... I will ask them to check the tire pressure for me because I'm nervous that if I think one of them's low and they almost always are so happy to help me out with it. And so I, it makes me feel better when I'm going on a drive. You tip them or something. Yeah. I'll usually give them a tip and sometimes they're like, no, please. It's that's, it's nothing. Um, But yeah, I'll tip them and they'll just check the tires for me. And it takes like two seconds, but then I feel so much better. Do you know how to check the tires? In theory, yes, but I just don't trust myself with car do you have stuff. A, do you have a pressure gauge in your glove compartment? Yeah. I think so, but I've never used it. Well, then. Do you have an air com- You know, let's have a little tutoring time with you here. Okay. Yeah. Easy peasy. It's, it's, it's really, it is pretty simple. I know it's simple. So it's not that I don't, that I lack the capability of doing it. I just get nervous and I don't know much about cars. So I just feel better. Somebody who knows what they're doing says, yes, your air pressure is good. 
you're good to go. Well, it's not like if you check your air pressure, like the tires are going to explode or anything like that. I know. I know. But it's dangerous to drive on tires that are under or overinflated. I know that. To Actually, be true. it's safer to drive on slightly underinflated tires in snow. True. Okay. But that's a whole nother time. So I'm, I'm aware that there's some danger, some element of danger if it's they're not correct, if the air pressure is not correct. So I just asked the nice folks at Jiffy Lube, and they're usually happy to do that's it. That's great. Thank you. There you have it. They just got a whole bunch of new air pressure business because of Valley's recommendation. <laughs> I love it. You know, and when they're not busy, they're like, yeah, no problem. It's funny stuff. Okay, got a lot going on here. Coming up, minute and a half, I went out to Compass Church. Church in Naperville, one of their, I went to their main campus, a group of men were getting together and wanted to share with me, they got a hold of me through my assistant, wanted to share with me what God was doing in their lives, and man, is it awesome to see guys break free from sin. It is so cool. Hang on. Helping you take the next step in your walk with Jesus, this is Carl and Crew Mornings. Here we go, guys. Uh, we're walking through some resolutions. It's that time of year, don't you know it? Now, here's the interesting thing about resolutions. Let me really encourage you this morning. Really bolster you. All those resolutions you made, 85% chance they're going to be by three weeks into January. And here's the encouraging note on that. By nature, resolutions are really focused on our grit. And our ability to grind it out. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. But here's the really cool thing. If God be your partner, Moody says, make your plans big, baby. Yeah. He didn't add the baby, but he <laughs> said, make your plans big. And this is true. You know, I was preaching this weekend on dunamis. It's the Greek word for power that is used 120 times in the New Testament. It's most often related to miracles, healings, uh, supernatural events, but it's also related to character building. It's the very word that's used in Acts 1.8. Wait, hold on here. You will receive power, dunamis, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Really, really awesome that God wants to give us power. But if you think about the issue of killing sin, which is replete in Scripture, I mean, it's an anchor of the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans. Jesus himself said, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. Take extreme measures to deal with it. I have never known anyone who, by their own strength, were able to bootstrap themselves into killing a sin without another equal or worse one popping up somewhere else. Okay. It's, uh, sure. Give an example. What do you mean? Well, when we find ourselves, in fact, I've got, a, I've got a good friend, a distant friend, who has struggled with an area of his life over and over again, and he told me, he said, I thought I got it whipped, but what I actually did was just replace it with something else. Mm -hmm. And he said, I, I look back and I go, shoot, I really didn't get freed from anything. And we were discussing what it is to walk in the power of God, yeah. and that's what came out of that. But when God be your partner and you begin to understand the power, the dunamis of the Holy Spirit that gives you victory over sin and darkness, 
I mean, it's such an important element of the Christian life that the Apostle Paul in the first chapter of Ephesians said, I pray for you that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that you may know the hope and the riches of the inheritance that you have in Christ Jesus that is likened unto the dunamis of God, which raised Jesus from the dead. So this power that comes from the Holy Spirit to give us victory over sin is a big deal. So I'm out at Compass Church, and I was asked to come out and just listen to the wrapping up a study of the seven resolutions, for which we've got a link so you can win one here in just a moment. We'll give it to you. Um, and I was, I was so inspired. I was there for an hour. They asked me to pour out my heart about why I wrote the book. And then this large group of men sitting in this room uh, just began to share what God had done. And one man in particular shared, I have battled alcohol, not a little bit, but a lot for like 40 years. He, in fact, the leader of the group said, tell him, tell him how much you were hitting. He says, there I'm going to church and singing songs and going through all the motions of Christianity, but I'm knocking down a pint. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he said, then a few beers after that. Yeah. Every night. Wow. Now you build tolerance, man. If you're a recovering addict or alcoholic, you know what I'm talking about. You can build a tolerance and a half. So, I mean, if I were to drink that, I'd be knocked out for a month right now because I've been free of alcohol since 1984. But to see the joy in this guy's eyes, to say, I fell on my knees and I said, God. And then he said he kept rereading Kill Sin resolution in this book that we'll, we'll give you a shot at here in a moment. And he said, I found victory in this. By coming to grips with the fact that this is part of me, by confessing it, by taking extreme measures to kill what was killing me, and by being filled with the Holy Spirit, this guy's got victory. Wow. He's got victory. It's incredible. And it was so awesome to hear this. Yeah. So it's possible. I want you to know that, guys. Was he able to describe or tell you what like what made this time different? He asked, so he asked for God's help. Did did God remove the cravings? Did what did he give you any more detail? He, all he said, all he said was that. Everything that he had tried in his own power mm -hmm. didn't work. But when he broke before the Lord, I think the salient thing was when he broke before the Lord and then he confessed this to other guys, I didn't find out what extreme measures. I'm going to double back on that because some of these guys are so pumped up about the seven resolutions. They want to be at our webinar that we're launching soon oh, wow. just to testify. Cool. How cool is that? That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. But the, the short of it was that he followed God's blueprint for how to get free. Yeah. Because God's got a blueprint. It's yep. all over scripture. Yep. It's this is why reading your Bible is is good because even in the short haul, you might say some of these things don't make sense. If you hang in there with it, it'll all start coming together like chung, 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 like a puzzle. And pretty quick you go, oh my word, this thing works. God's blueprint works, guys. It really does. And um, I don't know where you're at today. You might have all these great resolutions. A lot of people give up on them because they're like, I blow it every year. I would encourage you, don't. Just join God. And if you join God and God joins you, make your plans big because there's no telling what he's going to get victory in your life over. So 
get your name in the hat. And uh, tomorrow and Thursday, we're going to have a lot of fun around here. We're giving out to a small group leader, about four small group leaders, 10 books to lead their group through. But if you would like to get one yourself and just plug through it, maybe get a friend to go through it with you. This is how you get your name in the hat. Just text the word new to 312-274-9624. Text new to 312-274-9624. Don't just keep it to yourself. Give what you've heard to a friend with the Carl and Crew Showcast. Just go to carlandcrew.org. A uh, lot going on here today, guys, and we want to help you with something really cool. But I need you to know this. This is tough. I Actually, it's in, it's providential that we're kind of going here this morning because yesterday at 180 Chicago, I was dishing on the, on the opening the series called Dunamis. It's the power of God, 120 times listed in the New Testament. But there is a blocker to having a prayer life that experiences God's power. And a lot of times we don't understand this because we wonder, why do, I, why do I prayers seem like they're going nowhere? Now, there can be two reasons for that. One is God will, in his grace, not give us an answer of yes to every prayer. Sure. Or else that would be crazy. But sometimes there are blockers because God loves us so much. I've shared this story here before, but my, I got a call from my bride one day. It was uh, summer of 1999, in the summer of 99. <laughs> Is that <laughs> a song? song? Yeah. Wrong, wrong and year. But... Wrong year, but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sounded kind of like it. Super Dad, okay. you with me, sister? I'm with you. Sorry. <laughs> so summer of 99, I get a call from my bride. She goes, your son. When we Now we got trouble when it's your son. Your son. Ah, uh, yeah. Your son has given me grief. Oh, no. And we were fixing to move from Arkansas to Alaska. So we're loading boxes and we need everyone on best behavior. You know, mom, right? Yes. When you're doing something like One this, it's like times guys, I'm going to need you to get it together. For yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. There is no grief allowed here. <laughs> when my son was giving grief, he wouldn't let mom up for air. And I says, I'm coming home right now. I get home. I said, Gabe's what's going on. You doing well? Oh yeah. Helping out mom and everything. I'm like, well, <laughs> why don't we have a talk? Uh, yeah. I said, Mom tells me you're given grief. But before I get into that, let me tell you a story. He was young, but very interested in geopolitics. So I said, do you know what we do to rogue nations around the globe who are out of control? No, Dad. I said, we have like billions of dollars of their cash in different kind of banking systems. And oftentimes we have the ability to freeze their funds. Really? Yeah, freeze them. Boy, that's good, Dad. said, I'm glad you think so, son, because I'm freezing your funds until your attitude gets changed quick. Please stop being a rogue nation. <laughs> that kid could be a rogue nation, let me tell you. I love it. Not tropical either. Cold region. So I said, until you get your act squared away, your funds are frozen, Cabin. And boy, it came home to him. And he's like, oh, boy. I said, no NFL stat books. No basketball stat books. He was into stats. He wanted to get books on stats. Uh-huh. He loves statistics. See, you got a stat friend in stat my bro. son. I like stat it. bro. And he got it together. God loves you so much, Boom Crew. He will freeze you out. He will love you so well 
that he will not hear some of your prayers for the purpose of getting your attention. Isn't that weird? It is, but then you think about a being functional a, father. How yes, much sense it how makes. How much sense it makes just in parenting. Yeah. So if we're going to kill sin, we got to understand this, because sometimes you can pray, and, and I'm, I'm just going to give it to you straight. Is it possible to pray to God and God does not hear our prayers? I'm telling you right now, it is biblical. Yeah. And I don't not know. Hearing the, it's not that he's unaware or unable to hear them. God's sovereign. He knows everything. Just chooses to lovingly say, I'm not going to answer that. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing what those are is huge. And we've got a resource for you right now. Take it away, Alan. Yeah, just text the word PRAY to 312-274-9624. Uh, the title of this one is Why Your Prayers Go Nowhere. Just text PRAY to 312-274-9624. We'll send it to you. Now, let me give you some hope. With, according to 1 John 1, 9, with one sober moment of confession, when you look at these, you can wipe the decks clear and dunamis power can come again. And you might say, is it, is it that simple? It is. If you're willing to humble yourself and say, I'm out of whack with you, God, in this area. I know you've been freezing me out. Let me talk with you again. Yeah. And I'll give you one of the examples that's right in this blog. Uh, self-focus, James 4.3, you ask and you do not ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. So when our prayers are self-focused and are motivated by our own desire to spend on our passions, to feed our own desires, God freezes out those prayers. So what's the solution there? This is an interesting passage. Because I think the solution, when you, you, because you might ask, well, how do I know, right? How, if I'm wanting this prayer is about my passions, I'd say there's two foolproof ways. When you pray for anything and you've got an eye to the glory of God and the good of mankind, you're in good territory. Yeah. But when you don't have an eye on the glory of God and the good of mankind, you're probably into your own passion territory. Mm -hmm. And according to James, God says, I love you so much. I'm not going to answer this because I've got something so much better for you. Yeah. So come and get this blog because you might feel like, shoot, man, I've been praying for a long time and it feels like the prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. Men, let me give you another hot tip here. This is just for men. If you don't live with your wife in an understanding way, you know what the scripture is clear about? Don't imagine that you will receive anything from the Lord. That's hard to hear. Yeah. It's blunt. It's blunt, but it's right there in the word of God. Come get this blog right now. Text PRAY to 312-274-9624. Just one word, PRAY. 312-274-9624. Need a wake-up call? We can help with that. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. When you think about killing sin, what do you first think of when you hear that? Well, you know, when it comes to sin, I don't know that until I became familiar with your book, I don't know that I heard the term kill when it came to sin very often. Yeah. So... I don't, I don't know, like obviously putting to death something, but killing sin feels graphic. 
Yeah, it's graphic. And what's interesting is it's biblical. John Owen made this statement, be killing sin or it will be killing you. That's a classic from John Owen, long since on to his reward. But let me give you just a smattering of biblical passages okay. that kind of, because it's a bummer for me sitting here going, yeah, the Bible says it without reading it. So here we go. <laughs> Colossians 3, 5, put to death. Sometimes we read the Bible and we don't understand. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. hold it, put to death, put to death, put to death. Therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Romans 6, 11, and 12. This is anchored in good theology. So you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body to make it obey its passions. Mark 9. If your foot caused you to sin... Cut it off. This is Jesus here. It is better to enter life lame than with two feet and to be thrown into hell. That's bold. It's bold. If your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. Now, here's maybe my favorite passage on killing sin. Romans 8.13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Boom. Wow. 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 Yeah. I mean, putting death to sin is solidly biblical. So the question is, how do we deal with it? All right. I'm going to give it to you. And then I think, because I don't want to make people wait, and then we'll just break it down. Expose it. What do we find over and over in scripture? Confess your sins one to another. One to another passages are everywhere. The body of Christ is essential. If you walk in isolation, you're never going to get victory over that sin. It's got to come out of the shadows into the light. We find that in 1 John 1, 7 through 9. That's confessing it to God. And we also find it in James 5, 16. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Confession's right on, isn't it? What does confession do when we exercise that muscle? Well, it takes something out of the shadows. I mean, where there's exposure, there's hope. Yeah. You steal power from it, don't Absolutely. you? So that every time that sin sits in the shadows, that sucker gains strength. Yeah. The thing that nobody knows about, the thing that, it's like, you know, you've ever had to keep a secret and then there's just so much of a relief when you can finally just let that oh, out, even if it's a Absolutely. great secret. So how much more when it's a dark secret? Yeah. I mean, there's no relief like saying, look at this. Mm-hmm. Here's what it is. Secondly, attack it. You got to take extreme measures to put to death whatever is killing you. You got to do it. This is, I mean, I'll go to a different passage. This is Matthew 18. And if your hand or foot cause you to sin, so we see that the different gospel accounts are doubling down on this. When you see the gospel writers going back to this, because Jesus, according to John 15, said a lot of words, but these are written so that we would experience life. So what do we find? And if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands and two feet and thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes and be thrown into the hell of fire. What's being spoken of here? 
This is a, a salvific passage. So it's talking about eternal damnation versus eternal life in Christ Jesus. But what's interesting is Jesus says is that our sin gets in the way, and Jesus prescribes take extreme measures to kill what's killing you. Yeah. So what does this look like? There's a lot of ways that this, there's a lot of different ways that this kind of can manifest itself. But let's just pick a sin and let's brainstorm it here. Pick a sin. Um, let's go with one that often, this, this, it's a common one, so let's just go after it. I mean, pornography okay, let's is, go after is, pornography. is a big one. What are some, let's brainstorm it right now, what are extreme measures we can take to kill what is killing us? Come on, let's go. Cutting out certain types of media. If you got a problem on your phone, then make your phone a dumb phone. Make you, your phone you, a dumb phone. If you need to buy a flip phone, buy a flip phone. By the way, what Young Thunder just gave is one of the greatest immediate solutions for porn. You know why? Porn used to be you had to have a perverted uncle somewhere of a friend down the street who had a stack of Playboys. And then you had to smuggle it out sure. and get it to school. And then, you know, the list goes on. Sure. Yeah. Guys, you've got gross, disgusting, not softcore, hardcore porn at the immediate ready. This is why we've got men struggling with being beta boys. Want to know the truth? We got a bunch of men that are pretty limp wrist with regard to their manhood. And a lot of it revolves around the fact that they're self-gratifying instantly by looking at a phone. I'm, I'm just going to shoot it straight here. I'm too old to play games. The phone is dangerous. The phone yeah. is picking lethal, guys. Yeah. yeah. And so, by the way, turning a smartphone into a dumb phone, and if that doesn't work because you figured a workaround, yep. get a flip phone. Get a flip phone. Get something that doesn't have the capability yeah. to do what you want it to do. Okay, you got one super I would day. say, how about an accountability partner? Someone you can turn to. That's someone who's going to help you all the time. Mm -hmm. One of the one of the great principles of Celebrate Recovery is you've got a friend that you get. I think they call them sponsors, don't they, in Celebrate yeah, Recovery? I think so. Yeah. so I think they are in AA. I don't know if they are in Celebrate Recovery, mm -hmm. but they're people who yeah. come around you mm -hmm. who at a moment's notice when you're feeling weaker, they can spot check with you. How you doing, Gern? Well, I'm kind of on the edge right now. Right. But yeah. taking extreme measures to kill what's killing us is prescribed by God. And there's these are conversations we need to have more. Yeah. Because we don't have them enough, Allie. And I think sometimes if we are really honest with ourselves, what we wrestle with is that we we want to not have be bound by the sin, but sometimes we don't hate it enough. Oh, thank sometimes you. Sometimes it's kind of this like, yeah, I really don't want to be struggling with it. But then when you start listing out things like you just list, it's like, well, I mean, I kind of want to keep my phone or I kind of want, you know, <laughs> so then it's like you have to be honest with yourself. How badly do I want this out of my life? Or yeah. am I, if I'm honest, am I like, I'm kind of okay with it because I'm not willing to do extreme things that actually demonstrate that I'm, that I'm serious. I'm not that bad. You nailed it. And so coming up here in a moment, we're going to talk about the power of hatred in your life and why you don't hate something enough. No, I'm not kidding you. I think sometimes we get all screwed up and we don't understand that sometimes hatred is a virtue. Yeah. It's a virtue. I'll prove it to you from scripture. 
going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We had someone made a comment, yes, but can you also mention that what someone should do when they realize they're okay with their sin? There's nothing you can do when you realize you're okay with your sin. As long as you stay okay with it? or As long as you stay okay with it, there's nothing. See, that's the point. Now, there's pain levels with regard to sin, right? So sometimes there's sin in our life, and it's like, oh, shoot. I wish that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you might ask the question of yourself or someone, you know, on a scale from 1 to 10, how sick and tired are you tired of being sick and tired? And right. And I'll go, yeah, probably a 2. That ain't going to cut it. Yeah. Not you will not sin. get a victory. Your thought? I just think with sin, it's if you if you have that attitude, nothing's ever going to get better. So let me tell you, if you get to a seven, eight, or nine, yeah. I can tell you how to get to a ten. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Yeah, because I think sometimes we have Satan has bamboozled bamboozled us into thinking with regard to sin. I, I think there's this notion that to hate anything as a Christ follower is not good. And then we even handle our own sin with kid gloves. Mm. Yeah. Let me prove to you that that's wrong. Hate is not commonly seen as a virtue boom crew, but it needs to be. Prove it to you. There are things God absolutely hates. Let me read to you from the scriptures. Where are you? Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. Quote, there are six things that the Lord hates. Hold it. Stop the presses. God hates stuff? (laughs) What? God hates stuff. Yeah, he does. There are six things that the Lord hates. Doesn't dislike, doesn't disapprove of. He straight up hates them. Seven that are an abomination to him. Get this. Haughty eyes. That's pride. A lying tongue. uh Uh-oh. Hands that shed innocent blood, that's backstabbing people and they don't even have a chance to defend themselves. A heart that devises wicked plans. I'm going to get that sucker. Feet that make haste to run to evil. Yeah. A false witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discords among the brothers. Mm. Oh, man. He hates them. Romans 12.9 says, abhor what is evil. And then it goes on to say, hold fast to what is good. Let me be this bold. Until you hate what is evil, you can't hold on to what is good. Wow. You can't. Yeah, you're right. So what am I recommending? Get some foot stomping, cup chucking, froth making around the lips, hatred about sin in your life. And I mean this. Yeah. I, I said this recently. I was talking with a, with a friend of mine. I said, you know what you need to do, bro? This happened two weeks ago. I said, you need to start hating this thing in your life that has been kicking your booty. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want you to do this. He's in another state. I said, I want you to go stomp around your home and start yelling at sin. Start emoting what you feel most when you fail and yell out and go, I hate it. I hate it. I said, you get a brew in hatred. He called me back and he said, that actually works. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's fair. 
If you want to get pumped up about something, you get up, you get moving, you get the energy flowing towards that thing you yeah. want to get pumped up about. Yeah. When you sit there and go, yeah, I really don't like when I fall in. You're going to fall into it again. Yeah. Yeah. You don't hate it enough. So how do you get the hatred? I mean. Well, there has to be a pain level at which you're sick and tired of it. Okay. So there has to be a level at which you're sick and tired. But I will say this. I think we have diluted the character of God in the area of hatred. And I think we don't embrace hatred of sin enough. Yeah. I don't think we do. I think think scripture is so helpful here because I think a lot of times we also water down how how God feels about specific yes. things. Like, oh, so yeah. I think if you, let's say you struggle with gossip, and you know, I probably shouldn't gossip. I probably shouldn't say things. <laughs> but, and I've been there. You can kind of make it seem like one of those milk toast kind of Totally, Allie. Totally, Allie. But we have the word of God to find out what God thinks about it. And right here, we're back to Proverbs 6, that... Uh, False witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discord among brothers. Well, God feels pretty strongly about gossip. So that's that's convicting. He hates it. That's that's convicting. Is then goes, well, whoa, I'm maybe I've been a little too soft on it. Because that's God's not soft on it. And I think what we find here in Proverbs six, because there's other passages of things that God hates. But what we find here is a list of things that I think people would imagine God might give a little. He doesn't look kindly upon this stuff. No, when we understand that God hates these things and that it is virtuous to join God in hating these behaviors, wow. It brings some much-needed conviction that sometimes we can lack when we just absorb kind of culturally how things are taken. There are certain things that our culture doesn't think are a big deal. Yeah. And so it's easy for us to kind of absorb that as our barometer. Like, yeah, you know, I probably shouldn't do this, but it doesn't seem so bad. But then when we hold up the word of God, boom, it, it, that conviction, when you're walking with the Lord, the conviction comes when you start going to the word of God instead of just to culture, what my friends think. Or a misconception of how God even uh, uh, views these things. Yes. Get some foot stomping ticked off. If your pain level is high enough where you're like, I am fed up. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Hate is an emotion. And I want to encourage you to feed the emotion of hatred for the sin that's kicking your spiritual booty. Yeah. Come on! <laughs> this is biblical. It's right here. I'm, I'm, I'm knocking things around in here. It's right here in the scriptures, guys. Yeah. Bring it into the light. Kill it. If you're having problems killing it, hate it. Chuck stuff. Go out in the woods. If you're afraid of breaking glass, go into the woods. Yell, scream, stomp your feet. Climb a tree, chew on some bark. I don't care what you got to do, but hate it. It's healthy. Isn't that wild? It is. It is. God's good, guys, and he's got you. Let's go be disciples of Christ. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. 
Okay, we're doing a giveaway. What we're talking about here is just one resolution of seven called Kill Sin. Solidly biblical. I, I love what one guy said here. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. Somebody said slothfulness is kicking my booty. Hmm. It unfortunately makes me so underwhelmed with energy. That's what sloth does. It's a breeding ground for more sloth. Isn't yeah. that weird? Yeah. I can't find. Oh, here's this one. I love this. This, this. We got good boom crew, folks. Thanks for shooting straight this morning. I need this lesson. One of the reasons I listen to your program is no watering down feel-good junk. Just punch me in the face with the truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, the best. Huh. That's probably, great. That's probably the best endorsement. That's the best endorsement. Just punch me in the face with the truth. Well, you Carl know and what? Crew we're, Mornings, we're, where we punch you in the face. But we're punching ourselves. Oh, we get a yes. Too. <laughs> I can't <laughs> tell you how many times I've punched myself in the face Thank here you. with something I've yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it, that's it, a great the comment. The punch Absolutely. goes both ways. Absolutely. Trust us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, get your name in the hat. We're giving away these... Uh, copies of the seven resolutions. It wasn't my idea. Management came and said that we're going to do this the whole month of January. Please get your name in the hat and win a copy or go get one, guys. Just text the word new if you want to be entered into this uh, New Year's giveaway. We're giving away copies of the seven resolutions. One of those is Kill Sin. Just text new N-E-W to 312-274-9624. Fill out the entry form and then you're all set. Text new to 312-274-9624. Okay, got a question for you. Have you ever lived this out? Maybe you weren't reading this chapter, but you read the Bible and you brought something into the light. You took extreme measures to kill it. You got foot stomping, chucking stuff, hatred over the sin in your life, and you got victory. And you got a story to tell, call us right now, 312-274-9624, 312-274-9624. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Taking your calls here this morning. Has there been an area of your life that was just clouded with sin and you couldn't seem to get free? but you brought it into the light of day. You got foot stomp and ticked off. Dare I use the word hatred for sin like God does? Yeah, you hated it. You hated that it was going on in you. You didn't hate yourself, but you hated it, which is so healthy. You took extreme measures to kill what was killing you and you got some victory. We want to hear your story. Somebody needs to hear your story. Let's go to an anonymous caller, first-time caller from Indiana. Uh, tell us your story. You had to get to a point where you hated your own sin. Tell us about it. All my life, I would trigger, and it would be extreme anger and um, just malicious with my mouth and my tongue and cut people down and um, just horrible, bad behavior. And... It wasn't until about four years ago I was placed in a situation where I was um, made to be homebound and I triggered left and right. And I got so angry with my behavior that I just started picking up things and just throwing them. And, but it wasn't because I was angry at something. I was angry at my anger. I was angry at my behavior. And I, I, I mean... Carl is reading my mail and, and I called it smash therapy and I would take something and I'd 
throw it out the window, but it wouldn't make a sound. It wouldn't smash when it hit the grass. So I, I picked up a potted plant and I just chucked it across the living room. And I made a mess and did some damage and picked up a fan and threw it down the stairs, just something so I could get this, this sin out of my life because I was just triggering at, at the slightest things. Yeah. And I went through Celebrate Recovery, and one of the things that they say is if you have a hurt habit or hang-up, Celebrate Recovery is for you. And, and I realized I had a hurt. I had a hurt. That was the, the sin wasn't my root. The sin was the fruit yeah. of the root that, of the hurt from my childhood. And Celebrate Recovery helped me a great deal in recognizing that. And they also say that our healing is like an onion and you peel it back one layer at a time. And so Celebrate Recovery was part and parcel of the, of the beginning of my journey through this healing. And so after that, I took another step and went through 16 weeks of Christian counseling to just dig a little deeper because I didn't feel I fully healed through Celebrate Recovery. I needed more, but I didn't feel like I should repeat it either, which I, I commend those people who do it. I love the program, and I'm yes. glad it's there, but I needed a little bit more. So I went through 16 weeks of one-on-one -on -one Christian counseling and again, got to a lot of the root of the problem, but still didn't feel like we were honing in on the, the part that I kept triggering on until uh, finally the counselor asked if I had experienced anything or heard of anything called Sozo. And I had heard of it, but I just didn't know how to go about it. And so that's a Greek word for saved and healed. It's an amazing word. I haven't heard about the program. Yeah, it's an in it's more intense. It was just one more step that I needed, and um, it was just another step in my healing journey. And that is where I got complete deliverance. I got complete deliverance because we got to the root. We got to the place where the hurt began when I was a child, and it has done a 180 in my life. I am unrecognizable to my friends and family. I don't even recognize myself yeah, most of the time. that's a big deal. Hmm. Uh, th let me stop uh, right there, Anonymous, yeah. real quick. Let me, let me, let me stop because I want, right. I, wanted, I wanted people to hear something. When you're chucking potted plants and fans down stairwells, I mean, that to some people right now sounds crazy, but there has to come a point when you get so sick and tired of behavior that is self-destructive and in your case, others destructive. There is something breakthrough in that. Wasn't there anonymous? There was, there was healing. That's why I called it smash therapy. I needed to break off some spiritual stronghold that was on me that I felt like I needed to, to break something to break that off of me. Now it did help for the moment, but it wasn't till I got to the root, right. till I actually discussed it, that that anger over my sin was finally gone. Thank you so much for calling in. Wow. Hating sin is not enough. Yeah. But it is a catalyst toward really getting help. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing, is that it was the thing that then drove her to what actually did to go get help. Yeah, yeah. To, that brought the help. Well, and I love because we've been talking about, you know, take extreme measures to kill sin. So this hate 
for the sin brought about, okay, I'm going to take the extreme measure of going and talking with people that celebrate recovery and getting some help. And then she needed more. So she took more extreme measures to get counseling and then she needed more. So she took more extreme measures to go to Sozo. So there's, there's a sense of sometimes taking extreme measures, that's going to get you some help. Sometimes God's going to reveal to you, I need you to do more. And we can't feel discouraged or give up in those moments. And so I already took the extreme measure. I'm done continue to take more. It might be a deeper dive even yet. The healing was there for her. Yeah, I love that. Anonymous, we love you. Yeah, that was great. Thank you. First time caller from Indiana. Woo! And you know what I think is really cool? If you would never think by hearing no, her. No, that's what I thought. That's what no, I thought. Yeah, not in the slightest. I thought, hold that, it, you get you Oh, get, wow. She said people some, don't recognize her anymore. Here's someone yeah. who mm-hmm. has, or who had, had struggled with anger issues. I mean, you talk about like the... <laughs> No, when I saw, I so, so we see the screen in here, and it's, yeah. it talks about anger issues, and I'm like, okay, and then Anonymous comes on, hello, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, do you that's, know anger? How are you? Well, wow. but here's what's awesome. It's really cool. That's yeah. proof in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She used to slice and dice people like a Ginsu knife commercial, and now yeah, she's free. Amen. Hallelujah. Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Phone lines wide open, guys, ready for your calls. What an important topic we're hitting today. Get your name in the hat. We've got a resource that our management came to us and said, we got a boatload of these. We want to get them out. We want people to get some victory. Get your name in the hat. We might draw your name out. It's the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> Text the word new so you can get entered into win. Text new to 312-274-9624. New, you'll get your entry form. New, 312-274-9624. A big one for me in terms of hating sin was media. I had a problem with media for a long time. What do you mean? And Like YouTube? I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't control myself. I just, Any of that junk? Yeah. Like I, Facebook? Yeah, and because of it, I was taking in so much junk that was detrimental to me. And Dude, I had to kill Facebook Reels. Yeah, absolutely. Off my phone because I'm like, I was watching these stupid, inane, ridiculous, time-wasting, empty-carb, knuckle-headed clips. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it was actively, actively hurting me. And so in my hatred for that, I cut off all my social media accounts. Really? I have not used social media for almost five years. Uh, August, August of this year will be five years that I haven't used social media. And that's why, like with Carl and crew stuff with you guys, when we talk about posting stuff, I always have someone else do the posting because I don't use social media. Uh, because I had to cut it because it wasn't worth it in my so life. So walk us through that. Did you get ticked at yourself over this whole thing? I did. I got ticked. I got ticked. Uh, it was a big problem for me. And I love it. And so you I, got mad about it. I got mad about That's it. That's awesome. And I knew that my, you know, just kind of going, ah, oh, man, I don't really like this. I wish this was better. You know, hey, God, can you help me with this? Like, it, like I, praying That's is so- good. That's so weak. Yeah, it is. It is weak because now you may be listening to that, hearing that and saying, well, praying about it, like that's good. You want to pray no, about no, those things. That's not what we're calling and, weak. And that's not what's weak. What's weak is praying about it with the attitude of kind of like, man, I kind of wish this wasn't here, but am I really going to do anything about it? No. So I'm going to pray and maybe God will do <laughs> something so about honest. it for me. You know, <laughs> like that's, that's weak. So and so, so yeah, I was angry about how 
how unsuccessful this was and I needed it. I needed something to change. And so I brought it out into the light, confessed my struggle to uh, more people than just myself and God and kind of made myself accountable to saying, okay, this is going away. I'm getting this out of my life and I'm done with it. And, and I had people who were able to check my things and see if I was going on social media. And, and thankfully I had that support. That's it's awesome. Okay, well, there's a walk and live and breathe yeah, and testimony of really getting cool. ticked off. And by the way, yeah. so you, when you read this, we'll break it down a little bit for you, but Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, quite shocking. I think a lot of people don't understand that hate is a godly virtue. Yeah, absolutely. It right? is. It is. But we don't, what is it that keeps us from believing for a moment that hate could be a great virtue? Yeah. What keeps us from believing yeah, that? Yeah, what keeps us from believing that? I think because hate is often tied to so many poor things. I think it, you're right. It, it, hate is poorly done. We hate each other. We hate we hate people for what they've done to us. You know, uh, Jesus says, you know, if you if you have hated somebody else, it's like murder. Yeah. And so when you look at hate in that context, you think, well, hate, I need to stay away from that. But hating sin? And actually hating it with a guttural deep hate is a good thing because God hates sin. He doesn't tolerate it. He stays away from it because he hates it. Somebody just asked a question, Carl, I don't hate my sin enough. You hit the nail on the head and I knew it before too. Please give me homework on how to hate my sin. I got to go to work right now. Okay, we'll talk about that coming up. And then we'll have it in the showcast. Yes, if you can't stick around, uh, text the word show to 312-274-9624. Just text the word show. Talking about Jesus and having fun while doing it. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Here's what's awesome. When you have an epiphany where God shows up to you and it's like, well, Shazam, I don't hate my sin enough. That is huge. And by the way, sometimes it's just having this conversation and then people go, you know what? I've been playing patty cake with my sin. I haven't, I've been hating it. You know what I mean when I say patty cake? Oh yeah. Just playing around with it. Yeah. Or, or there's a certain distaste and it's the, how did you say it? Praying like God. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of like, man, I really wish this wasn't a thing, but I'm not going to do anything about it. So I'm going to pray and ask that God would do something yeah, about it. God can take it away. Yeah. And it, that and would be awesome. Of course you need God's strength, of course. but it's God's strength with a willingness to put in some effort. <laughs> That's really well put. Because <laughs> if you want God's strength, but you're not willing to put in any effort. You don't want free. Then you don't want God's don't strength, want, and you don't want free. You don't want to be free. No. Not God, bad get me enough. ready for this marathon, God. Get me ready to run 26 <laughs> miles as I sit here on the couch and don't actually train. Come on, God. You can get me to yeah, run. <laughs> absolutely. God, help me to not gossip behind this person's back anymore. And yeah. oh, boy, God just didn't give me the strength this time. We, I mean, we <laughs> joke about it because we've all been there, and yeah. we've all oh, died, yeah. and it, like— it's, it's you gossip by it's my back, pain. huh? <laughs> no, we've all yeah. done those. No, That's great. This morning. That's real great. Well, and talk about, I you mean, confess that. Said, hold on, we're doing some oh, business sorry, in here. Sorry. You want to deal with that? Yeah, Allie. Uh, we've all done <laughs> the sort of God. Can you just like make this thing go away? Yeah, yeah, we have. And talk about God not hearing our prayers. 
I mean, today we talked about reasons God doesn't hear your prayers. Yeah. I feel like that's a big one. Big one. God says, you're not willing to walk with me? Why would I hear that? Yeah, the interesting thing about, because some might be listening now going, hold it here. For eight years, you guys have been nine, closer to ten. Yeah, about ten. I've been saying eight years for two years, and now it's getting longer. <laughs> hey, how's that tooth there? Get long in that tooth. Long in the tooth. Uh, so for eight years, nine years, ten years, you guys have been talking ad nauseum that it's not our power. That's absolutely true. Correct. But this is absolutely true as well. If you live in the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's what we find in Galatians 5. You see it over and over again. That, yes, we must be filled with Holy Ghost power. But if you don't go walk in it, that's like filling up a glass of water and never taking a drink. Yeah. It's just like, what are you doing? Absolutely. I mean, Jesus told his disciples to follow him. Not to believe in him, which is there also, but to follow him. It requires some movement. Yeah, you got to yeah. move with him. And and again, yes, the rebuke of the church of Galatia was real. That that you began in the power of the Holy Spirit while you're working out in the flesh. So doing this apart from God mm-hmm. is utterly foolish because yeah. it won't. You have no juice, no sustainability. But if God's Spirit is convicting you of sin righteousness, judgment, and he's convicting you that you got to go a new way, get some boiling hatred. And here's the homework I'm going to give you right now, because here's the cool thing. The Holy Spirit's done the, we had somebody text in and said, all right, I needed to hear this. Somebody else said, it's what I love about what you guys are doing here. You're punching me in the face. With the truth. Yeah. That's what they said. And this is great. Now, here's what I'd say. The Holy Spirit's already doing the work. I would say the two practical, three practical things you can do to agree with God on this is, here's homework number one. Call someone up and tell them a trusted person who's walking with Jesus. No one's walking perfectly, but find someone who's walking with Jesus and tell them, all right, here's straight up truth. I was listening to something today. Here's the truth. I do not hate my sin enough. And I'm calling you first step to say, would you partner with me? Because I got to deal with this thing. Number two, hate it. Get foot stomping, ticked off about sin in your life. It's solidly biblical. Read Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. We might think, oh, you know, hatred, that's not a virtue. We're not called to hate anything. That's a lie out of the pit of hell. Of course you're called to hate something. God does. Ready for what he hates? Well, should I read it again? Sure. Okay. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, that's just garden variety pride. A lying tongue, ah. Hands that shed innocent blood, that's taking people to pieces when they aren't there to defend themselves. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that make haste to run to evil, this is sin that keeps repeating itself. I keep running back to the same thing. A false witness who breathes out lies. And this one's a, this is it. The one who sows discord among brothers. Wow. You know what Romans 12, 9 says? Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. You know what I found as your brother in Christ? It is impossible to cling what is good to what is good until you hate what is evil. Can't do it. Yeah. 
Hating evil comes before clinging to the good. Third thing I'd say is this. Take extreme measures to kill what's killing you. What do you do with social media, Young Thunder? I cut it out of my life. It's only It's been about four and a half years since I've used social media. At all? At all. You don't go there? I don't go there. I don't use it. So for the person that struggles with time-wasting, because we're getting a lot of feedback here. People are texting in going, I'm a sluggard, I'm a sloth, and I am seeing it clearly. And you know what, you know what it does? Slothfulness actually de-energizes you. It's a flywheel down. Makes you more tired. Yeah, it makes you more tired. It's why you finish up a Saturday afternoon after doing nothing and say, why am I so tired? Yeah, and why am I a loser? (laughs) That too. Yeah, that's what you do. You go, man, I'm a loser. I didn't do anything today. I didn't do dip, diddly, didn't do a honeydew, didn't do squat. But God's got an answer for that. And the thing is, people, sometimes yourself, will try try to talk you out of Extreme measures. Oh, that's that's so so right. I mean, that's so extreme. Yeah, (laughs) you're right about that. You're you're gonna get rid of your phone and get a and get a flip phone. I mean that that seems a little extreme, don't you think? I can. I mean, we these are the conversations Uh, we have in our own. Can I answer that rhetorically? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And that's the point. That's the point. There will be pushback to extreme measures. Yeah, because we don't like extreme measures. I mean, Lori Ritter, we're going to be doing it, by the way. What's the name of that? Uh, uh, Raging War Against the Flesh. Waging War some? Against the Flesh. We did mm-hmm. a big webinar. We're going to launch it again this this spring, by the way. That's great. We're going to go for it again. Hundreds of people have gotten victory. Uh, but here's what she said. You know what? You can pray till the cows come home. But then you got to figure out, guess what? When I go out to eat with my husband, we're splitting an entree. Mm-hmm. It's so extreme. Don't isn't ah, that seems so extreme. Just and isn't that weird? I'm role playing this. <laughs> no, no, this is no. It's we, good. It's good. Great. Won't the waiter think I'm weird? Ah. Who cares about the waiter? Who cares? He could care less about you. You get hit by a truck, he ain't even going to your funeral. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. What do you care? You what may he thinks about your that waiter choice? too. Yeah. You may inspire the waiter. That's true. And by the way, the waiter may think you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but it doesn't matter either. It doesn't. No. It literally doesn't. This is such an important topic. It is. I, and I know it's, it's, it's hitting you. It's hitting us, too. Don't, don't worry. Allie's over here just literally <laughs> poo, poo, popping herself in the face. <laughs> it's just, I mean... You need to be reminded of truth because sometimes we overcomplicate things, honestly. Sometimes we make this way more complicated than it actually it is. Thank you. You are right on, sister. So it's pretty. Here's why I know it's bonehead simple. God made it accessible for me and Young Thunder. <laughs> pretty true. I, I can't say anything against that. You're just right. It's what. And by the way, we're all way more simple than we want to imagine. Yeah, oh, sure. We think we're hyper complex. Allie, you're right. This isn't that complex. I no. know. It's just hard. Because just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. No, right. it's, it's right. That's, that's exactly very right. True. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you identify a sin, repeat, shame cycle in your life, you got to get to the point where you're fed up, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you got to hate it enough where you call a friend and you tell him, I played patty cake with this thing for forever. 
I am going to get a boiling hatred with this. Will you join me according to Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 and hate it with me? Will you go out and chuck some rocks with me at trees in the woods? I know that sounds crazy, right? It's not crazy. When your hatred for sin exceeds the consequences of your regret, now you're on the path to victory. Yeah. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.